Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Sanibel Captiva Guide podcast. Uh, I'd like you to give us a warm welcome here for Catherine Brintnell, who she is part of the International Osprey Foundation, or T-I-O-F, as it's also known as. <laughs> it just rolls right so, off the tongue. <laughs> so, Catherine, thanks for coming in and talking about this. Obviously, the Osprey is an integral part of the island, and uh, you know, is we see them daily. We're very fortunate to see them all the time and uh definitely uh, a success story how they've come back on the islands but tell us a little bit about how it started and a little bit about the foundation i understand it's well we know it started from a friend of ours who was bird westall who was actually the mayor he was a mayor of sanibel a, a conservationist he did uh, lots of uh, canoe and kayak tours on the island uh, with a educational bent um so good friend of ours sadly passed away uh, several years back but mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about the rest of it, how it got going and why it got going. Uh, it, it got going because uh, you know Bird had a, a passion for taking care of the environment and creating a, a harmony between humans and nature. He just saw a disconnect there. And what a great name they called him Bird. Isn't yeah, that? I, I, I mean, I, I didn't find out till the other day that his name was Mark. Yeah, Mark Rustle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark but uh, but you know everybody said the, the word Bird suited him both yes. phys- physically and yes, and his, very his, tall, his passion, kind of gangly, it, yeah, yes. kind of like Big Bird, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And um, when I was talking to Tony Westland at uh, crow the other day she she's going to uh, put us uh, back in touch with a, a really cool video that was taken of bird doing osprey calls he was very talented at also doing the calls mm-hmm. that okay. of the, diff- the different uh, alarm calls and begging calls and things that they that the birds do in their different situations right. so uh, we're going to get back uh, that video so we can post it on our, oh, new, our new cool. website yeah so. we'll have to look out for that but uh, you know following bird we also had another great you know legacy of leaders uh, t- you know tim gardner was an also a president of ours and uh, he was, you know, really picked up the baton and, you know, you know, brought it forward. Mm-hmm. And we've been very fortunate. Jim Griffith was, an, you know, an engineer, and he, you know, after the hurricanes and things, he was very passionate about giving the birds, you know, places to be, you know. And the ospreys are pretty smart. Uh, they take advantage of when humans help them, and they live their lives right in the middle of us. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's where the connection comes from. You look at them in the eyes. You see them tenderly feeding their chicks. Mm-hmm. You you know, you're, you're out there in a kayak, you know, with the, with your binoculars or a lens, you know, and it's not one of those days that's easy, but that's where the chicks are. Right. And mm-hmm. you tie yourself to a mangrove, and you <laughs> just spend, you just spend yeah. you know, all day. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, it's become, a you know, a real passion of, of mine. I you know started you know way back when my friends bought a house in cape cod and there was a, a pair of nesting osprey okay. you know just off of uh their deck uh in the marsh at first encounter beach and my niece nicknamed them oscar and ivory and we went back every year to see oscar and ivory right. and when they ultimately sold the home and we just vacation up there we still go back and see and oscar see and ivory right. in the marsh so that <laughs> sort of started my osprey journey but when i got down here you know, it was just like a kid in the candy store. You know, I got our home on Clam Bayou, and the first day that we were there, we looked out, and there were, you know, osprey nests everywhere. There were spoonbills. There were egrets. They were, you know, just everywhere. Yeah. So to continue that uh, that awesome. excitement, you know, just in my own backyard, yeah. just like I am so blessed. Let's it's start a little so bit about the, the actual birds themselves. Like where where is their habitat? Where are uh, worldwide, I understand. Uh, They're where... absolutely the most worldwide bird we have, you know, and they've been around for over 15 million years. They they were out there with the woolly mammoths and before the dinosaurs, but they're really highly evolved, and their evolution has made them really 
you know, important features on their bodies that make them, you know, excellent fishermen. And they eat almost exclusively fish. You know, mm-hmm. if there are no fish and they're starving, they might eat something else. Right. But uh, they really eat exclusively fish, and their bodies are designed for fishing. You know, an eagle can fly down and kind of grab a fish if it's near the surface, but the osprey does this incredible dive. And their wings are really long and broad for, for hovering. You know, they go to see the view and find out where the fish are. And they can be up there, like, almost motionless with just a little bit of a twitch for a long time till they position themselves for this dive and they have these really long legs that can go you know way down and they've been known to dive three to four feet below the surface of the water oh wow you know before they you know come up mm-hmm. and that, that that tremendous effort depending on the size of the fish to get their body out of the water again and then they'll shake off like a dog you know they just go like this <laughs> and, and take off. off and the other thing that they have adaptively is that their their talons are designed specifically for carrying fish they have a, t- uh, a they have the regular number of toes but one is reversible so it can go on the other side and help hold it more oh, securely. so it goes both ways. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Nor, you know, normally they have three in the front and one in the back. Right. And th- they have one that can flip flip Very around. Cool. And they have these special spines, you know, almost sandpapery spines that help hold on to If you've ever tried to catch a fish slippery. and hold it in your yeah. hands, they're just slippery. They have their defenses too and that being slippery is one of them but right. the osprey is designed to take I, care I of that mean, yeah you come across the causeway so many times you'll see the osprey with a poor little fish well, the, like, almost yeah. every time one in front of each other right. yeah, the amazing thing is they keep the fish streamlined so they can fly exactly yeah. the They'll fish turn it around. is always running down the length of their body yeah. I, I often wonder why the fish are saying you know like they've I just what the fish been sucked out of the water and now all of a sudden they're flying, flying. 50 feet above the <laughs> it earth does, it's, a, uh, it's probably a pretty shocking thing to be happening to a bird you, no doubt I think we've got a friend David fish. Horton who has a few cartoons about it but right. well, what, what the fish are going through in their mind yeah, do they fly back to their their nest with the fish not always you know they'll fly back near you know, near the nest sometimes they'll fly to a nearby twig the uh, the real insult is when the male will catch the fish and sit on a twig inside inside of the nest and just munch away on the head which is i guess the most nutritious part of the fish for them right. and he'll just sit there and munch away and she's screaming over here going <laughs> you know i gotta lay some eggs you know or i have to feed these chicks hurry up already <laughs> you know it's hard not to anthropomorphize when you get really yeah. involved with them right uh, but they are just really incredibly what are we doing anthropomorphizing oh, like, like humanizing human, human humanizing emo- oh okay humanizing. i've never heard that one before yeah yeah it's 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 easy to do right uh, exactly you name the, give them human yeah. characteristics yeah. and right. emotions and everything yeah. like that but so speaking of the nest i know you brought a example of not really a nest, but what do you call this? It? Is, this is a nesting platform. This platform. is what TIOF helps um, provide for uh, people who want them on their properties or areas that you know can't don't have uh, trees that are strong enough that can be adapted. And uh, we build these platforms, and you know, you know, have a team of people that help install them, uh, volunteers in the area, as well as you know, some of our you know land, landscapers on the island are as well. Just helped us with a big collaboration oh, at cool. Ding Darling to put a pole on um, on off of off of Wilford mm. in the sanctuary. And it was just, you know, LCEC gave us the pole and we had R.S. Welsh with the big truck and the, the things there. there. And we had uh, you know, the Wildlife Whisperer, Ned Bruja, is also, you know, helps us out. And he helped rig everything. And 
So if members, you look, of, members of the foundation were there sticking twigs in the nest. <laughs> it was just, just a, it. It, you know, it takes a village. Absolutely. It really so does. If you're listening, uh, if you're listening, you can't see this. It's actually like a telegraph pole with a a flat uh, top to it, a square flat top with chicken wire across the bottom, and then there's also an extended arm where the birds can perch on, and I guess a tin. We have a predator, uh, cover to predator stop guard. the rats or anything. Yeah, palm, palm rats, right. raccoons. Raccoons, yeah. I'm sure. Yep. So, and how many of those are there on the islands? These platforms. Ooh, platforms. It's oh, heads up the uh, the platforms in front of your face on the camera. Oh, oops. <laughs> there you Sorry go. About that. <laughs> All new to me. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of platforms on the island, but we also have a lot in in, in trees. I don't know the actual breakdown. Right. Uh, I don't want to you know make promises, but we have over hundreds of nests that we monitor on the island, and now, a good many platform, of them are platforms. Was that started by Bird? Was that his idea, or and uh, what was the reason for the platforms? I think the platforms, you know, the big platform push with Jim Griffith. Okay, uh, and that was because after the hurricane, so many of the Australian pines and the really big trees where they had been you know having natural nests were just taken out, you know, by the storms, but there right. were birds were coming back. I, I read the, uh, read a story. And that's uh, is LCEC, when the birds were coming back, they were nesting on the power lines mm-hmm. and putting power out for the island and surrounding areas and stuff because they were getting... Yeah, uh, these nests are really, the, really big, aren't they? Right. Yeah, so they're putting power out so they would... And I they think would that's one build of the, the platforms. The things about the you talked about the adaptability of the osprey mm-hmm. for them to even use a man-made platform. They're very smart. They're very adaptable. They like a big 360-degree view so they can check for predators. Mm-hmm. So if they're you know they they're not willing to build where they can't really protect themselves, and so the poles you know they they'll they'll sit on a buoy in the middle of a harbor. You know, we almost we lost several chicks last summer because they fell in the water. And before oh. people could get to them, they drowned. But we rescued a couple and we re-nested them on a platform on a, that we jury-rigged on a dock in the local marina. And that was one of our big success stories last year because we started losing chicks for those kind of reasons. It makes everybody just devastated because right. you've really gotten close to it. But the size of the nest is really quite massive. I don't know if you can see this, but... The, this mm-hmm. is the third largest uh, raptor in the United States. You know, the, with the wingspan, the, um, the California condor and the American the bald eagle. Right. Okay. And so, you know, that is a pre- it's a big bird. It's, so we're looking at a, a, so tre- tre- a tree, three tree limbs, yeah. and in the middle, just huge twigs. And uh, is it only twigs is, they use, or do you? The twigs, moss, um, seaweed. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, they, they, and they change out. You know, once the chicks are there, they're bringing fresh stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's really quite massive, and uh, you know, it, you 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 could sit in that. You know, mm-hmm. a human being could sit in that, and this really big bird looks tiny yeah. in, mm-hmm. in that. So I just wanted to bring yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably about six, six feet across. I'm guessing the nest. Mm-hmm. That's Four insane. to six feet across yep. and maybe two or three feet deep. So, so yeah. as far as the International Osprey Foundation, do you guys go out weekly? Do you have a certain... We, what, well, what are your tasks your first? Yeah. I mean, what, what you go out where? I mean, what do you do? Well, uh, that that we have three pillars of our organization, preserve, uh, research, and educate. And in the preserve area, we we monitor nests, we build platforms, uh, we go out during the nesting season and... Um, Every which other week, when? some when which is, is now. It started, you know, in January, and it will go till June. Okay. Okay, but mostly between February and May, and the the, the nest monitors go out every other week um, to check on the nests. Uh, they'll you know spend some time there. They'll watch the behavior of the birds. They'll notice whether or not incubation is taking place. 
uh, once they see incubation, they'll calculate 30 to 35 days until you start looking for chicks. Uh, but chicks are very hard to see in the nest right. because they're, 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 they're way down in there. Yeah. And depending on the weather, if it's windy or cold, you know, you may not see them for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So you may not see them when they're this tiny. Yeah. And how many but do they normally lay? Two know? to three. Okay. Two to three. Any more than that. And the, the last one born doesn't get a chance because there's a lot of sibling rivalry. I, and I would say oh, that's really? definitely a face that only a mother would love, the chick. If you oh, zoom man. in on the... But this, he or she is not... Yeah, but at, at this stage, they, they don't look like much, but no. uh, they're, they're very, you know, she, you can see here that she's fierce. You can see here she's protective. You know, uh, this is, you know, uh, one of my favorite pictures that, cool. that I've taken. And you can start to see the little eye, which is orange mm -hmm. on the babies, and it will eventually turn yellow like on the adults. Right. Mm -hmm. but, and then how uh, long do they take care of them until they have to another six out? Another six weeks or so until they fledge, right. you know, and even after that, um, they have to learn to fish, you know, and, and dad sort of takes over that job. Mom's okay. been really busy, yeah. you know, during, she, uh, needs a break like she, she needs a bit of a break. She'll take off first. And that usually the male will, t will teach uh, the fledglings how to fish. And do they migrate? They do. They do. We have a local population here that doesn't migrate far. It just stays in, in Florida, but uh, they, they migrate from as far south in South America as, uh, you know, as Brazil. And, and all the way up to, um, you know, the northern New England. And uh, originally, they were all here in North America. And the worldwide populations have all migrated from North America out hmm. to the rest of the world. And we have uh, ospreys, on, like I said, on all the continents. And uh, there's quite a population now in, uh, uh, in Europe uh, that's, that's come back. Uh, there was, you know, quite a, you know, besides DDT, in, in, in Europe, there was also a lot of hunting and trapping because they felt that those birds were a pest. Right. And, and describe, if people don't know what DDT is, can you kind of describe that? Well, let's that let's go back to why I think reverse from that and say, what was the why, what were the initial problems? Why did the the population decline? What 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 started about the foundation the need for the foundation? Uh, basically, it was you know the the, the pesticide uh, DDT, which was. Um, you know, our pres uh, president, Tim Gardner, was actually on the task force that helped get DDT banned. But what happened with DDT is that the, the eggs of um, birds that had eaten prey that had been had also ingested the pesticide, uh, the eggs were not viable. They were too thin. And that, so therefore they could not reproduce and the population just drastically dropped. That was the, the very, you know, it was a big existential crisis for yeah. all, all those birds so, of prey. So DDT was used as, on agriculture that ended up in the water. The water, the fish or the food source got contaminated by DDT. The, the birds then ate it and there was this knock-on effect. The whole, the whole, the whole food chain was affected. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they've, you know, they've recovered. Human beings have helped them recover, you know, with plat platforms and uh, the monitoring programs to, you know, track their productivity. And that's basically one of the roles that we play. The data that our nest monitors gather is uh, registered on a international database, and that database can be used to, pro you know, project trends and, you know, look at the situations, monitor what's happening over time. Uh, just since I've been here. Uh, we've been noticing the, what happens when we have, you know, um, algae blooms, and mm, and okay. what what happened the the, the, the the big red tide we had in 2018. Yeah, we had a massive drop in productivity from you know up in in the you know the hundreds down to 26. 
Wow. In the, in, in the whole area that we did in 19, 2018, uh, the spring of 2019, we had 26 chicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, if you're not, not sure about a red tide, it's a, an algae bloom that uh, has occurred naturally and there's other things that can be uh, attributed to it but it's a whole nother subject look into it if you're interested in it but yeah yeah, so uh, are they still considered uh, on the endangered list or have we overcome that they're they're not on the endangered list in florida they're still registered as a species of concern because Mm. of the water issues Mm. and i think that uh i think one of the most important things about them and the reason that uh, you know i think they're so special is they're like a sentinel species they're the canary in the coal mine for us right now they have a story to tell mm. and the story you know has, is related to water quality and it is related to their resiliency and the, the things that they have been able to overcome and so i think they have a special place uh for us to take care of them and it's a it's to me it's a privilege and a responsibility yeah. that i'm really willing to get that. involved in oh and how about if somebody out there wants to get involved i'm sure you would welcome uh, oh we volunteers. welcome everybody you know far and wide we're trying to grow our volunteer base mm-hmm. uh we've recently added uh more monitors who've been uh, you know coming to us we now have monitors uh, in pine island this this year bonita springs has weighed in and a couple of folks down there want to do it um we have uh, several years ago we expanded into Estero Island on Fort Myers Beach, and they have one of the biggest routes and very successfulness over and did there. Do they have to have any special we binoculars w- or you need gear? you need binoculars and you need uh, you know t- t- being willing to spend the time. But we provide the training and we'll uh, we'll give everybody one of these wonderful shirts so Love that it. people people know what they're doing. <laughs> right? um, and we you know, have you know special uh, training. Claudia also uh, does. Uh, Claudia Burns, one of our longtime volunteers does uh you know a, a training program for us there's also a training uh dv uh, uh, video i guess a youtube it's video? a it's a presentation uh you know like a uh, a powerpoint on our on our, our website okay. which um is uh, in the process of having uh, right. rolling out so, so uh, and tell everybody your website domain uh our, our domain name is ospreys.com Perfect. It's just really. It's just perfect. That's pretty impressive. And uh, we, you know, we're we're very happy to have that. Uh, yeah. you know, as our, and uh, we've got uh, TIOF Ospreys for our new Instagram account, which will be you know going live with the website. Oh, very nice. So uh, we're very happy uh, to be able to do this. this. We're just finishing up our 40th year in existence, and our as our birthday present to ourselves, we're doing a wedding website. So excellent. So how long have you volunteered for them, Catherine? Um, I volunteered since I came to the island full time. In, in, in 2016 2014 okay. i was still teaching uh, but i bought my home then and I, I always planned that when i got down here i was going to do something with the animals and i was going to you know be, become involved with the, the exciting things that happen here on yeah. the island so you're from the northeast originally um i grew up in michigan okay i've transplanted to the mid, uh, to the east coast new jersey after college and then okay. uh and what oh, kind of teaching? I taught elementary school, so I got to teach everything. So right. even though I wasn't a science major, I got to teach them about animals and and my love of nature, which you know sort of you know fed a lot of things. And yeah. always said that when I had the t- you know the time, you can't take the teacher out of the teacher. No. So uh, now I I help t- you know teach the monitors. I help at doing as a rover, and yeah. you know when it's not you know quite so bad, I you know, even shovel out the cages of crow. So. <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's being with the wildlife in any way is something that I've been passionate about, right. and I'm happy to be able to do it for for TIOF. I think it's a really great organization. And yeah. so, what can the public do to help you? Are you on the lookout for certain things? Are you look on the lookout for wild nests, or are you look on on the lookout for 
We're obviously all- injured birds, but I mean, anything else they can do to... If they can let us know where you know where nests are, because we don't even know where they all are, you know. So if if they if they see a nest at their property, you know, they can get in touch with us. Our our email is taof at outlook dot com, and uh, they can just shoot us an email, and we'll you know find out whose route is close by, and we can we can monitor them, and then we can have a better idea of the count. Uh, we're you know kept we're expanding to Captiva this year. Also, we have almost thirty nests on Captiva so oh, I was at so. a house on Captiva last week and they actually had one of these platforms in their backyard mm-hmm. so and if they, you wanted one can hold on, you that's what I, yeah. sorry I was like I was going to ask if can you, can you have one in your, in your home I mean they had one and they actually had a, a camera in in their mm-hmm. in their living room which was eye level with it and it would play on the TV on the big screen can TV can we get one I would like to have one yeah. yes yeah, absolutely <laughs> You no, can? We, we can. Uh, you know, we, we have to survey the property to see if it's it's appropriate. We have, you know, the nest building and maintenance team would send somebody out to, to, to assess the situation and see whether or not you have a situation like I said with the three sixty view, you know, close access to water, and uh, then we would go about you know trying to support you and. and gotcha. And is there monetary on the? If we the if we give part? you one of our platforms, we ask for a donation of uh, two hundred fifty dollars to help defray the, the expense of it. Right. And uh, it counts as a donation and a membership, which you know is is ongoing. And then uh, we also have some other you know special opportunities. You can adopt a nest for the season, and a monitor will send you you know either pictures um, every every couple of weeks, or you'll get a commemorative book at the end of the season that shows what happened at your nest. And uh, we also partner with Crow uh, when birds have to be re-nested. And sometimes they have to be put in foster nests. Sometimes you might have to rent a bucket truck. So um, if you want to be a, a big hero, you can you know, you do a $500 donation to help us rent the bucket truck. Right now, you know, that's the number one wish for all of, for all of our nests. The people on the nest maintenance team, I want a bucket truck. <laughs> how, tall, how tall is a platform? About 30 feet. 30 feet. Okay. okay. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would be fun. Is there any downsides to having a platform in your backyard, thinking personally? They're, they're not quiet. Right. Okay. You know, there, there's there's some conversation that goes around when they're, they're yeah. beg, right. begging for fish. And, you know, they, they, can, be, they can be a bit noisy. Mm-hmm. Um, How long are they in the nest, though, just the gestation period? I mean, you said 60 days, or is it... Uh, they, they could be around before and after that, but you know, gener- generally the the really busy time is about two and a half to three months. Okay, yeah. And it's one time a year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's usually in the spring. The local birds that have been around, you know, they're that just kind of commute from Florida. <laughs> right. They'll come back earlier. They there were some of them around in December that really? uh, that we documented. And there's some that haven't arrived yet. And are they ringed? Are they marked? The birds marked, or just we, visually? Um, I think some of them might have uh, have bands, but we don't have um, anybody uh, that has has done banding. Uh, mm. We would like to do more with uh, trap cameras just to see what's going on. And, you know, it's, it's some of the nests, especially those that we've had a you know, little concern about predation. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're you know t- trying to expand that capability. We're trying to reach out to people who have osprey cams to see if they would like to uh, have their osprey cams stream live on our website. Yeah. Um, and we want to have osprey cams not just here in Florida. A friend of mine gave me one from Tennessee that she wants to monitor. So. And there's a place, uh, somebody's place there that has a, an Osprey camera. I said, yep, bring them on. Yeah. Yeah, we want the people from all over. We We've been communicating with um, uh, an, a woman that we just met in Virginia, and they have an Osprey festival in their town. 
of Colonial Beach in Virginia, and uh, in, that's coming up in April. And they have all these events, including a, you know a, a golf cart parade to go around to where all the nests are, and you know the whole town gets involved. So we so want we, we want yeah, my brain is yeah. I you know <laughs> it's, it, it, it's really hard to, to have more so many ideas yes. and, and not, not quite enough time. not enough time and not, not enough people. We really want to get some more you know people involved on our board and in our volunteer base that not are just not just monitors but have other energy and skills. Yeah. You know we want the younger people we have great connections with you know our our seniors and in boomers mm-hmm. but we want to appeal to gen x and and uh, the millennials and get their their take on things their energy Laurie, sounds uh, like something you would like I to know. do yeah <laughs> and and just just get people involved because we have so many ideas but mm-hmm. none enough people to do them right. all you know so just give me an idea of where we are where we came from and where what were the numbers when it first started this organization first started in this local area uh, in the seventies, was it? Early nineteen eighty one. Eighty one. Forty years ago. Forty years ago. So, what were the numbers? What were the populations? What's the difference between then and what? Brought- I, I I don't know what the beginning numbers are, but I think we've almost tripled. You know, the ones that we've been able to monitor. Mm-hmm. Okay. There has been some attrition, according to you know, you know, after storms and things like that. But uh, we've always bounced back. Um, one of the things that uh, we're developing with the help of a, a graphic artist that we just met is a, a big um, display that shows um, what happens to the ospreys, um, you know, before and after, like weather events, uh, red tide, and things like that. And uh, it looks like, you know, tracking since, you know, you know the early, uh, I guess the monitoring data goes back maybe almost to the beginning. Uh, but it, we're monitoring different nests, so it's hard to make it, you know, uh, statistically significant right. and everything. But we created a timeline. And in between the really negative events, there's a recovery period of about three to five years, and then they, it come, goes, back. It, they come back. And for years since we started the organization, the trend has been going up. Right. So okay, if you so, are traveling to the island, you're in for a treat, because as you come across to the island, if you're coming by car, even if you're coming by plane, you're still going to have to drive along Summerlin. And if you look up at the billboards, which are these ugly man-made things, <laughs> they do make the most of them because there's actually some nests above those and the signs. Yeah. And if the you're lucky, luckily enough, if you're going across the causeway and it's a northern wind, a northerly wind, um, look to your right and quite often they'll be flying alongside the cars. Maybe an osprey is using a bit of updraft off of the bridge and they have quite often will have a, a, a fish underneath and using Absolutely. the help from the thermal. So it really is a perfect place to uh, to see osprey. and At the lighthouse too. Lighthouse, there's platforms there. Right. And there's yeah, you'll there's see actually them. platforms on the Causeway Islands. There's yeah. two platforms on the islands and one by the toll booth. Mm-hmm. Along Summerlin, there's a couple of the very active nests that we're you know, trying to find out if somebody would mind you know, just giving us data on those. <laughs> All right, come on. Okay. Nobody wants to drive there. across the bridge, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's you know it, it is a, uh, a something we're just trying to get as as full account as we can right. and get people involved you know to me the most important thing we can do for humanity is to get them to fall back in love with nature mm-hmm. because our connection to nature is really really important for in so many ways and if you you know, if you find something to fall in love with, an osprey is easy to fall in love with yeah. you know it's a it's a great connection but I think it's just one of my my passions and my biggest job as a teacher and, and now as as a leader of TIOF is to do just that. It's mm-hmm. to do what we need to do to get the word out as far and wide as we can, take our little community here on the island and 
put it put it out there, you know, into cyberspace yeah. and get more people from all over the world to fall in love with this bird. Right. And parents out there, you do have a coloring book on your website yep. that you can download. Absolutely. Right. And we're starting to develop other materials, uh, including uh, long, you know, long range, but hopefully not too long, some curriculum modules that we can mar- we can market uh, to, to elementary schools, but also to middle and upper schools. We want to try to see if we can offer internships, you know, to college and high school students. I know community somebody service. who might be able to write those for you, Catherine. You know, oh, connection. Uh, yourself, you're yeah. an ex-teacher. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Another job for you, no. Catherine. You know what? Uh, yeah. I, I, my, my head of school when, uh, at one of my recent uh, jobs had this great baseball hat, and it had like four different bills on it. <laughs> and depending on what she was she doing that day, she, she, and, and if she was feeling overwhelmed, she'd put that hat on, and then she'd whip it around and just spin it, it to was, the other. You know, I, if, if I were doing that, I'd have to have the bills go all the way right, around right just now. Just like a propeller. Yeah. So please come and join us. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, that should be an easy ask for the ones on Summerlin. I mean, people are coming like ourselves. We live off island, so yeah. I mean, like we're coming across the causeway every day. Mm-hmm. And be, you do have a camera, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should be able to do something. Yeah. You don't have a physical location, do you? Or no. where do you guys meet? You uh, well, you? we've been very fortunate. Um, you know, during the during the pandemic, we met by Zoom, mm-hmm. but we also uh, have been able to uh, have uh, utilize conference rooms at Bank of the Islands. They're very right. supportive of us. And uh, when we have our large meetings uh, for the volunteers and uh, the, our annual meeting coming up in March, uh, we'll do it at the community house. Oh, nice. Mm, perfect. So, so we just had them off in the we community. We just had the community uh, house on. So, yeah. yeah. And it's their fundraiser tonight, I believe. It is. And it, by the time years. this comes on. Or 97 years. It is today. Is, years. What's yeah. the date today? The 17th? Uh, yeah, January. Tuesday. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully it did. hopefully it went well. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. So um, obviously ospreys.com with an S is the website. Yes. Yep. You need you to know. check into your email address though. So what's your email address? Uh T A O F at Outlook dot com. Outlook? Yeah. You own Ospreys.com. It could be T I O L F at Ospreys. That's what our web designer is trying to get us to switch it to, but I can't I can't switch it on the air. That has to all happen in in I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. My push right now is to just get get the new website. And you're on Instagram. Do you have Facebook as well? We're planning to be on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Okay. That's the goal. Right. But we'll see how fast we can roll it all out. The Instagram account exists. Just look it up all right it has no posts or no followers but it exists (laughs) max you gotta be their first follower i already did okay there you go i I followed him what is it max what is the instagram it is t-o-i-f t-i-o-t-i-o-f dot ospreys okay so let's make let's everybody make a concerted effort to try and populate that instagram account so that we've got some followers to start with yeah Yeah, there we go go. show the camera we're gonna start I you am. off. We are the number one, uh, the first follower. Yay. 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 Excellent, excellent. We better post a picture there, Max. Can we get a picture on there? That's awesome. There we go. Is there anything we didn't cover? Anything? Uh, any asks of anybody? Just... I, I just, I just think that um, I appreciate this opportunity greatly. Uh, it's, it's a way that uh, we can com- communicate with so many folks that you know, vis- visitors and and residents alike. Uh, I'm sure you have a wide audience with the work that you do, and I'm just really, I would like to thank you for uh, letting me tell everybody why Ospreys matter and mm-hmm. uh, getting their story their story out, because it's a big one. And uh, it's it's uh, a way for people to get in, get involved in something that is 
is bigger than themselves so anybody got any interest in how you can't have interest in these birds i don't know so if you do reach out what were you gonna say max sorry i I have something we missed oh come on please some osprey facts and trivia okay Uh (laughs) here we go Uh there we go it's about to get good Board there, oh, is that how this yes. works? Yes. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. You got to so, cover your answer. Remember how the kids did in school? Because of because <laughs> no. of Ka- Catherine. Stop. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's see how good your guys' memory is. Oh, no. okay. We talked about this earlier in the episode. I mm-hmm. think everyone will get it. I think it was a pretty significant event in your guys's lifetime which we won't that means we won't right okay. not in my lifetime all right but go on during the mid 20th century north american osprey populations suffered great losses along with other birds of prey due to widespread use of what pesticide got it <laughs> can D- what are you questioning? I know. I have it already written. All right, okay. Dad, you go first then. DDT. 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 What you got? DDT. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Boo. All right. DDT. Points across the board for everyone from that. For that one. Um, this is another one we talked about earlier in the episode. Oh, we did good. I know. Every time I write a question down, it's <laughs> destined to be mentioned in the episode. <laughs> every time. Uh, but I wrote four questions this time, okay. so we have a few f- extras. All right. Osprey feathers are very oily, giving them a waterproof layer. This, however, makes them very buoyant, limiting limiting them to dive at a maximum of how many feet? You did say this, Catherine. Let's see. See if you're paying paying attention, Dad. Looking at mine. No, I don't need to look at yours. (laughs) I'll go first. I put three to four. Three to four. Oh. I put three to four. Oh! <laughs> hey! Thanks to Catherine hey! for the answer. <laughs> hey! <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. We're tied up here. So these two are going to increase in uh, difficulty. Oh, jeez. Ospreys are also known as what? Ooh. Sharing their name with this Seattle NFL team. Oh, yeah. Mm. I shouldn't even have given you the NFL no, team part. No. That was too easy. I've never seen a game of football, though, so you're lucky. Is that? Did you say NFL? Yep. Oh, NHL. MLB. <laughs> MBB. BB. We're NDB. talking about cricket. All right, Catherine, tell us what it is. Seahawk or Fishhawk? Seahawks. Seahawks. It's the Seattle Seahawks. That's right. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. That's what oh, everyone said. I said. Yeah, okay. See, I thought it was fishhawk. It's fishhawk is 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 the the one that is more 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 known because there actually is a, a seahawk on the west coast that's a slight a slight different slight different. It's not an osprey. See, I was going to put fishhawk, and then you said mm. that, and that's why I questioned the NFL. So you just didn't put anything excellent. But <laughs> it it is known as seahawks in some places, right? Am I am I correct? I usually do fishhawk. Fish but right. I, that's because I think that the osprey has really evolved beyond what most hawks and other raptors have. So I think that they're pretty unique. Just saying, I got so. these questions off of the ospreys.com website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> have your webmaster. <laughs> uh, all right. 
The last question. This one is not from Ospreys.com, actually. So you're saying this is getting harder, right? This one's uh, yeah. This one is going to be. You know com- we're tied up right now. Yeah. Well, this one's going to be a complete guess. So uh, whoever's closest is going to be right. All right. This is all one for the study win. found an osprey traveling from Massachusetts to South Africa, a journey of over two thousand seven hundred miles. Is this Monty Python? How many days did it take? To go 2,700 miles. Yep. An Osprey. And for reference, a Boeing 757 does it in 20 hours. <laughs> if that helps. Do we know how fast an Osprey flies? So, two, how far? 2,000 miles. 2,700 so miles. This is like an algebra question. And, uh, and how many... How many? How long did it take? How, how, yep. how many days? What are their headlights like? Do they fly at night? <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 uh, ooh, I, I, I think I know down to the hour. It's the minutes. I'm not sure about. Yeah, oh, is that right? Catherine's looking deep in thought. Oh, I mean, is, it's a total guess. There's is, no way you could know but this. this is no, for I don't know because I only stopped four times. This is for the win, so this is serious. for the win. This is serious business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Catherine, it was a setup. Uh, of course, it was. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> uh, mm. All right, we need an answer. It's very simple. You just got to put down. What are you asking me? Days. I didn't know you were asking me. That's a lot of writing. Well, <laughs> oh, you need it exactly, don't you? That's a lot of days. It depends whether they see relatives on the way down. Oh, but that's I'm true. going for 19 hours, seven days. Seven, uh, 19 days, six hours. I put five. Catherine? I put three. 13 was the answer. That would be me being the winner. Thank you. <laughs> Catherine forgot the one. She was about to write it. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you won? Right. Of course. What do you mean? I think it's been like uh, a couple months since he's won. Do you so. really have to bring that up right now, Maxwell? <laughs> All right, ring uh, the bell. Oh yes, I think I will. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Stop until we see ourselves out here. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, excellent. Thanks for coming on, Catherine. It's uh, wonderful having you here. Thank you, Catherine. And we will definitely put the word out and see if we can get, uh, if you've got any announcements coming up or if you're doing any fundraisers, please let us know. We'll be sure, we'll to, sure to share anything that we can. And let's uh, support them with their Instagram account and their new website and get this place super popping so that it shows up on all the uh, social media. So yeah. Great. Excellent. Awesome. Thanks Thank very much, much Catherine. Okay, and a quick shout out to our supporters. Without our supporters, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Bailey's General Store, Doc Ford's Rum Bar and Grill, Spoon Drift Island Bowls, Three Crafty Ladies, Gator Bites, Tail and Ale, Priscilla's of Sanibel, Coco E. Cabana, Suncatcher's Dream, and Sanibel And don't forget to reach out to Captain's Cooking Water, one of our favourite island charities. Thanks very much. See you on the next one.